Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday, November 19, 2021 on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in. Hope your day is going beautifully. This morning, very excited about our show, as I am every day, but I really enjoy Fridays because I love chatting with Doug Keck. He is our Chief Operating Officer and President of EWTN and gives us the inside word, as we say, as we entitle the segment every Friday at 15 or so minutes past the hour, giving us an update on the great programming coming up or letting you know ahead of time so you can plan for it. And, of course, maybe set your DVR or do what you need to do. Make sure you have all the online connections so you don't miss any of the great programming. We do have um, a really good uh, Catholic View for Women coming up on Sunday night. We're going to be talking about uh, why the church teaches what she teaches about IVF. So many people do not understand why the church teaches what she teaches and think it counters, a church teaching counters its pro-life stance, which is not true at all. Actually, it's a very, very pro-life stance to be against this because of what happens in the process. And anyway, we go into detail on this and have some really good interviews on the Catholic View for Women. Speaking of EWTM programming, and that's Sunday night at 11.30, and three or the next day, you can also go to the thecatholicviewforwomen.com to check it out. So that's coming up on Sunday evening, and we air the program every Sunday thanks to the graciousness of EWTN, uh, Catholic View for Women. I think we're in our 14th. 13th or 14th season already crazy so much to talk about with doug and then i'm so excited finally able to sit down with our dear friend father john ricardo the executive director of acts 29 the ministry is based in the archdiocese of detroit uh, father john ricardo however is well known on the ew10 and ave maria radio networks for his great contributions with his program he's also uh, the author of a wonderful book called rescued and we're going to be talking about how that book has been applied to a new effort, relatively new effort at Acts 29, really talking about how do we rescue people. And Deacon Dom and I, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, uh, served as a, a table leaders, basically, at his recent retreat that he had in southeastern Michigan. And it was just um, fantastic. It was all day actually ran from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and the cool thing was is that all the talks of Father John Mercado were recorded. This whole series of talks that he gave during this retreat are going to be put together, and Father John will fill us in on the details, into an online series that you will be able to access for free. I mean, this is awesome. So you can do something on your own, but I would highly encourage you to take it to your pastor to see if you can do this in a group setting because the information, what Father John shared, is so important and so needed right now in our church. They have a beautiful uh, brochure that they hand out, and it's also on their website. It's called Rescued People, Rescue People. On the front of the card it says, Rescued People, Rescue People. And they quote Luke 10, Chapter 1, verses 8 to 9. The Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out on ahead of him, two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you, heal the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And then I love their, their kind of like their, their line, God wants his world back. 
He does indeed, and he wants us to help him as his hands and feet. So much to discuss with Father John Ricardo. That's coming up at 28 minutes past the hour, and so excited that we have a full 30 minutes with Padre, as I call him, just to catch up and find out how people can get more involved in these retreats that Father John is doing, and also the work that he's doing with bishops and priests around the country, because what he's found, and one of the reasons he started Acts 29, is that priests and religious are so overwhelmed and are just rust really working themselves um, to a feverish pitch that it's affecting their prayer life it's affecting their their uh, their health they need our support and they need us to you know to step up and help out at the parish level and beyond so lots to discuss with father john ricardo again coming up at the bottom of the hour now i did mention when i was interviewed by the lovely tracy of ew10 news nightly um just recently i think i was on tuesday night that we were going to air portions of the Andre Bocelli interview that uh, John Hale and I of Corporate Travel did last Friday in Rome. We decided to hold off on that because we were able to get Father John today. And Andrew and I have been working a long time to try to get Father John on the show, but his travels have been so extensive that he hasn't been able to join us. But since he was available, we decided to hold off on the Bocelli interview, which will come up on December 1st. We're going to air it, and John Hale will be with me, and we'll be talking about some of the things he said. We do have a clip, though, or as we say in the business, a little bit of a tease. We sat down with him over Zoom on Friday when we were still, last Friday, when we were still in Rome. He was very gracious, and we were hoping to go up to Tuscany. We were working on that uh, back and forth, hoping to go to his location in Tuscany, but obviously they're very concerned about COVID, which you can understand, and the fact that he's traveling to the United States very soon for a major tour, so they're trying to keep him you know, as safe as possible. But he was very gracious and sat down with us for about 15 minutes Part of the interview was in English. The other part was working through a translator. But I loved the fact that he's he's very down to earth, uh, despite his huge success. And, and we asked him off the top, and there's a little clip we'll pay for you right now, in terms of when he recognized that what he had in terms of his musical ability, his vocal ability, was a gift from God. Here's his response. I would say that um, when I was a child, uh, in my family, in my family, in the school, later, everywhere, everyone asked for me to sing. So <laughs> I thought probably this is my destiny because I remember uh, the, every month, every Sunday when relatives came in my house or friends or in the church, in the school, everywhere, uh, somebody asked me for singing. So... I thought probably this is my destiny. Nobody asked for me to play football, you know. <laughs> asked only to sing. <laughs> he was uh, very sincere, very down to earth, and we'll also explain to you on uh, December first why we did the interview and what we're hoping uh, people will get out of it. So more on that coming up in the next few days. Right now, though, it's already seven minutes past the hour. We need to do the news before we break in time for our weekly segment with Doug Keck from EWTN. So here we go. It's a Friday, November 19th. Well, advocates are expressing shock over an omission from the U.S. State Department's list of the countries with the most egregious religious freedom violations. Nigeria removed from this year's list, which was released earlier this week. Now, the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom saying it's absolutely appalled that the State Department is now treating Nigeria as a country with no severe religious freedom violations. 
The group says Nigerians face violence by Islamists, discrimination, arbitrary detainments, and capital blasphemy sentences by state-supported Sharia courts. A New Hampshire public school district being sued by a Catholic team who was suspended for saying there are only two genders. The suit filed in a state court earlier this month says suspending the high school student from a football game in September violated their constitutional right to free speech. The suit filed through Christian organization Cornerstone describing the teen as a believing Catholic, holding to the sciences and the DNA of human beings created male and female, which of course is consistent with natural law and church teaching. The Archbishop of Oklahoma City applauding the governor for commuting the death sentence of Julius Jones. This happened just hours before he was set to be put to death. The Catholic News Agency reporting Archbishop Paul Coakley saying in a statement that decision took tremendous courage. He also said he applauded the governor's commitment to seeking justice while providing the condemned an opportunity for redemption. Meanwhile, others are also weighing in on that decision, including the pastor of an Oklahoma City church, Derek Scobie, says the governor did the right thing in commuting the sentence. I'm thankful that Governor Stitt um, had enough moxie to make the right decision. It could have been a little better decision, but certainly I'll, I'll take that win today. In a statement, the governor is saying he came to the decision after prayerful consideration and reviewing materials presented by all sides of the case. A House vote on President Biden's social spending bill was delayed until this morning. Democrats trying to pass it last night but finally gave up after Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy gave a, or a speech that lasted actually about eight hours. And Congressional Budget Office estimating yesterday that Joe Biden's Build Back Better measure will increase the nation's deficit by nearly $370 billion. The CBO's cost estimate contradicts Biden's claim the legislation would cost zero. Meanwhile, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says morale across the U.S. is simply plummeting. U.S. consumer confidence recently plunged to a 10-year low. One in four consumers have reported reducing their living standards. California Republican again Kevin McCarthy pointing to Joe Biden and congressional Democrats while speaking with reporters. Also noting the rising number of House Democrats who have announced they're not seeking re-election. Joe Biden's approval rating, meanwhile, hitting a new low, according to the latest poll from Quinnipiac University. The survey released yesterday finding just 36% of Americans approve of his job performance, while 53% of respondents disapprove of the president's performance. That's the lowest rating he's received in a Quinnipiac national poll so far. Washington Post media critic Eric Wemple this week raising the question of whether the Justice Department overreached by raiding Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe's residence, as well as the residence of his associates, and declared the government better be able to provide evidence that Project Veritas was involved in some sort of alleged criminal activity in order to justify that raid. The FBI reportedly raided O'Keefe and his associates on November 6th because of the alleged diary belonging to Joe Biden's daughter, which ended up in their hands last fall, though the organization decided against publishing it and turned it over to law enforcement. Wemple noting the raid has even caught the attention of Freedom of the Press Foundation Director Trevor Tim. And yesterday, Representatives Jim Jordan and James Comer of, well, Ohio and Kentucky joined Ron Johnson of Wisconsin demanding information from the Justice Department regarding the recent raids. The judge presiding over the Kyle Rittenhouse trial banning MSNBC from the courtroom yesterday after a man claiming to be a producer for the network was accused of following jurors. Judge Bruce Schroeder said the man who identified himself as James Morrison was pulled over on Wednesday after he allegedly blew a red light while pursuing a bus that transports jurors from the Kenosha County Courthouse. 
MSNBC denies they were attempting to follow jurors, but the producer insisted to police that's exactly what he was instructed to do. Under the supervision of someone named Irene Bayon in New York uh, for MSNBC, uh, the police, when they stopped him because he was following in a distance of about a, a block and uh, went through a red light, pulled him over and inquired of him what was going on and he gave that information. Police confirming yesterday there was an incident with a person who was alleging to be affiliated with a national media outlet, and the suspect was issued several traffic citations. Police, meanwhile, also saying the person was trying to photograph jurors. The incident is being investigated much further, but the judge called the incident an extremely serious matter and then barred any journalist from MSNBC from attending the ongoing trial. A number of states investigating Instagram for targeting children amid accusations a social media platform knows its product can be harmful. Here's the Attorney General of California, Rob Bonta. We're eager to see what the investigation shows. Again, this is the investigation stage, and if they are doing things to address these, uh, we want to know what, what, what they uh, believe that they've done, what, they, what the evidence shows, and uh, what impacts it has. Meanwhile, New York Attorney General Letitia James calling Instagram, Facebook, and the parent company extremely dangerous and proven to cause physical and mental harm in young people. And finally, in our news segment on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection at 13 minutes past hour, Thanksgiving dinner going to cost us a lot more this year. A survey by the American Farm Bureau Federation found the price of Thanksgiving dinner up 14%. Dinner, for example, for a family of 10 will cost $53.31 on average. Several factors, experts say, leading to the price increase, including inflation, the difficulty in predicting demand during the pandemic, and disruptions to the global supply chain. And Turkey saw the sharpest price increases. The cost of the bird up 24% from last year. 14 minutes past the hour. I hope you're having a great day. Doug Keck up next with our Inside Word, giving you a scoop on all the great programming coming up. Stay tuned. Location, location, relocation. Studies show more than a third of college students transfer and half of those do it more than once. He reminds us of St. Augustine's quote, Our souls are restless until they rest in thee. At Ave Maria University, we challenge this group to visit us, stroll down our palm tree paths, spike a shot on our sand volleyball court, or partake in an outdoor devotion. There's a reason when students visit Ave Maria, they tend to stay. Ave Maria University, your relocation destination. Visit AveMaria.edu. Travel with Ave Maria Radio and Steve Ray, who's leading two pilgrimages to the Holy Land this December and January. Join Steve for the Christmas Family Holy Land Pilgrimage December 27th. Christmas in the Holy Land is a unique experience with fewer tours, crowding the holy sites, and offers comfortable temperatures. Also, consider the January 7th trip with Steve to the Holy Land. This is his favorite time of the year to visit Israel. For more details, go to AveMariaRadio.net and click on the Ave Maria Radio Travel tab. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at VisitingAngels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. 
But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, 16 minutes past hour on Fridays. We do the Inside Word segment with our friend Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer. And Doug, I had the opportunity, as I was telling you, uh, during the break to, to um, meet the new Rome Bureau Chief, and Andreas, he was very nice. I met him and his, his daughter, Teresa. We bonded because our names are spelled the same way. She's adorable. She was uh, in the office. And what, what a great crew you have there. Everybody is, well, they're just so nice. They're very kind. Yes, I think that's uh, one of the hallmarks of the EWTN staff, I, I think, wherever you go, because uh, I think that's what happens when you're working on things that are uh, fulfilling and, right. uh, and <laughs> that are in positively impacting people's lives. Right. And hopefully uh, the goal of the management of these people is to get the story right and, mm-hmm. and to, to speak the truth in love and not to... Uh, you know, make up stuff and figure out how we can get more people mad so they'll watch our show or click on our website and, uh, you know, try to be that that uh, that middle ground of what's really going on rather than what we even might want to be going on. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, lends itself to those kind of balanced people when balanced people are usually nice people. Right, exactly, exactly. So anyway, it was, it was really a joy to be there again. And so much great programming uh, coming up. I mean, this is the time of year where we look especially to EWTM because you really walk us through these beautiful liturgical seasons. Well, that's the goal, obviously. The church gives us a roadmap for programming uh, throughout, and we've got some exciting things coming up uh, over the next week. Obviously, we've got this weekend some nice programs like the St. Rose of Lima movie, which is on uh, Saturday night. We've got the Holy Mass of Solemnity of Christ the King coming mm-hmm. up, of course, uh, on Sunday. People can look for that coming from St. Peter's Basilica. Also, uh, very excited to be able to premiere a new documentary, Thou Shalt Love, on the life and ministry of Cardinal Stefan Wozinski, mm. uh, who really was the primate of, in, in, of Poland and really was the mentor of uh, uh, of John Paul II really was the person who he, uh, you know, learned so much about uh, how to deal in the church and was really the person who kind of mentored him and pushed him forward. So that's exciting. We also are really excited. Uh, next Wednesday, we'll have a live show uh, with uh, uh, Father Mitch and uh, talking about uh, Our Lady of Kebaho with Immaculate Ilibagiza. Oh, She'll nice. be on the show. And following that will be a new original documentary on the apparitions in Rwanda mm-hmm. uh, based on discussions with the, th- the visionaries and also uh, some reenactments of the actual apparitions and what Our Lady said. Really uh, kind of the first time something like this has been done. It was shot on location in, uh, in Rwanda, and so we're really excited about that. So people can look for that next Wednesday. Kibaho, listen, my children is what it's called. And then uh, later next week, we've got some uh, Solanus Casey programming showing up, and uh, that on Thanksgiving and the night before Thanksgiving as well. But uh, those are a couple to look for: the Vazinski program and also the Kibaho program, which we're very proud of. You know, that that's really important because even though we may have heard about the those um, approved apparitions, we don't know a lot, I think, yet, about not enough about the messages of Our Lady. 
Absolutely. And one of the goals we've tried to do over the last five years was to say, and we started with Fatima, and we've done it with Knock now, and we're finishing one on Lords, and we did one on Guadalupe, was to do exactly that, to say, here's exactly, we're going to reenact exactly what did Our Lady say, what did the children or the visionary hear. Uh, we kind of hear the encapsulation, we might hear some right. of the high points, but this is a way to say, this is exactly how it happened, this is exactly what our lady said and 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 people are very interested in that and so we're excited about doing this with cable home we're also excited that working with immaculate we were able to create a statue there's there's only oh. one other statue that's out there and it's there's some debate over it this one was based on her input from one of the visionaries uh to uh, of what our lady looked like and so we've created that uh with dorothy through religious catalog working directly with immaculate and she's going to uh, have it with her on the show on wednesday people get the through catalog i don't want to make this a, a commercial pitch but we're excited to have that uh, that statue of our lady now available uh of our lady of cabello so so it's available already at the catalog I'm not sure if it, it may be online, but as of Wednesday when when she's on the program, you might be able to get a pre-order now. Okay. Um, okay. You could check it out, but certainly be available next week. And we're no, that, that's about great. That. And I, and I think what's what's so beautiful is when we look at we pull back and we look at all the different approved apparitions. The messages are very very similar. Our Lady keeps pointing us to Christ, to the Mass, to prayer, to the Rosary. And I remember we did a um, I did a pilgrimage with Immaculate to the Holy Land many years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, this is about probably ten years ago, and she was talking about the fact that Our Lady was begging the people to pray to prevent what was going to happen, and saying right, that there was going to be a terrible, you know. The rivers of blood. The right. rivers of blood, right. Mm -hmm. Right. And also what's great about it, too, I was uh, talking actually immaculately uh, yesterday, and she was uh, reiterating the fact that, uh, pick up on what you're saying, that this was not just a message for Wanda. Our Lady was talking to the world, yeah. as she does so many times. She might, you know, talk specifically like she did at Fatima to certain things that have to do with Portugal, but the main message is really global. And what's great about it, too, is, and, and you see it sometimes when you look at the statues, you see Our Lady's message, as you said, Teresa, is right on the money to be always the same effectively. Right. But mm -hmm. she always comes representative of the culture that she's appearing to. Yes, yes. And, and that was so true. I remember Immaculate telling us that. And the other mm -hmm. thing, too, that I thought was really interesting when Immaculate was sharing with our pilgrimages is that the Blessed Mother was telling the visionaries to pray for the leadership. She said, there's too many people in your country at the time, right before all this happened, that are praying for the death of the leadership. You see, you don't pray to, for people to be killed. You pray for their conversion. And so I thought that was a message for those of us who get very, very frustrated. Not that we Absolutely. want anybody to die, but we get frustrated with our leadership, and, and we tend to just always be so negative. Right, exactly. And that's the hardest thing, right, to be able to say when you see so much uh, that you perceive as wrong or even evil and and, and you, you, you there's that schadenfreude of, uh, oh, good, they, they got there, come up and kind right. of a thing. When that's not really what we're called to do, we're called to do exactly what she said and you recounted, which is basically say, no, we want to pray for that person to get on the right path. Right. Uh, and to be able to change what they're doing, but do it because their 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 heart is converted. Right. Uh, not because it stops functioning, you know. Right, exactly. And so this is exciting. So give us the, the one that's going to air again, Doug. What's what's coming next it's week? It's going to air Wednesday night, okay. next Wednesday. So that's the night before Thanksgiving, mm. right, okay, on the yeah. 24th. So you can watch uh, Mitch's show, uh, with the live show with Immaculate on it, and then later that night at 10 p.m., 
will be the premiere of Kibaho Listen, My Children. Mm. And also, uh, there'll be some re-airs, and also it will be available through our Religious Catalog uh, DVD and also on our uh, on-demand website through Religious Catalog for... I think it's a. I think it's ninety nine cents if you just want to rent it. It's pretty cheap. So, uh, yeah. but you can also uh, you know record it uh, if you see it on your DVR or when we re air it. Uh, certainly uh, open to do that, and uh, we're really excited about it. And, and uh, we were talking with her about uh, you know our our working together and hopefully mm-hmm. doing some additional things. And we're doing a big push in Africa. Uh, about this program again oh, because it's not only about an apparition in africa but it's also a production that was actually done in africa i have to get her back on the show i haven't talked to her in a while she's a, we've spoken together and i've known her for years and she's amazing what a story and the suffering she went through but how god and, is know, using it and you know it's really powerful we were talking uh with john elson who's been coordinating the production uh-huh. with her you know the other day in the office and as she talks about it and I asked her, "Are you happy with the?" And she was, thr- and she almost started crying. And, uh, she was so emotional uh, about this finally getting done, and and hoping that maybe this will be a step to even something that could be done bigger right. down the road, which would be wonderful as well. Yeah, well, she's she's just an amazing witness, and she is. Um she, this is her mission. She wants these these apparitions promoted. She she feels that the reason she went through all of that is is to help bring people not just obviously in her country and, and her continent, but around the world back to Christ and especially to appreciate um, the Marian teachings even more. So great stuff. We'll be right back. Doug Keck joining us from EWTN. Of course, he is the president and chief operating officer. Doug, thank you so much. Great discussion. Coming up, more great discussion with Father John Ricardo. And don't forget, everything Doug talked about, you can check it out online, EWTN.com. And we'll be promoting it as we get closer to the big event with Immaculate Ilibagiza and also Father Mitch Pacwa. What a great program and series of programs that will be. We'll be right back. St. Philip the Apostle Catholic Church in Louisville will be hosting Dr. David Anders, author and host of EWTN's Call to Communion, at their Advent Parish Mission on December 3rd and 4th. Dr. Anders discusses the revelation of the kingdom in the person of Jesus Christ and what this means for our approach to faith and science. The mission includes daily Mass, prayer, and talks by Dr. Anders and will be held from 6.15 to 8 p.m. on Friday, December 3rd and from 9 a.m. to noon on Saturday, December 4th. For more information, visit stphilipcc.org. Hi, this is Bob Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. Advent and Christmas are around the corner, and that means it is time for the Catholic Pro-Life Community's Christ Child Gift Market, which will be this Saturday, November 20th, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and a luncheon beginning at 11.30 a.m. at the Renaissance Dallas Addison Hotel. We will be there with a special live broadcast on Saturday, live from the market during the 8 a.m. hour. We hope to see you there this Saturday. For more information, visit ProLifeDallas.org. 
This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. So excited to have my dear friend and an amazing priest and leader in our faith and someone who is so loved by our listeners and viewers, Father John Ricardo. Acts 29, it's a beautiful ministry that he began. Uh, He was a parish priest here for many years in addition to writing and speaking and, of course, being uh, on EW Channel Ave Maria Radio. But he really felt a call to do something different and received the approval from Archbishop Ignoran and has been doing such great work working with bishops and priests around the country. And a couple of weeks ago, as I mentioned to you more than once, Deacon Dom and I were privileged to be a part of this beautiful retreat that he gave in southeastern Michigan, but we had representatives, people from, I think, probably 10 or more states that came to this all-day retreat, began at 9 and ran until about 9 p.m. And the beauty of this, and we'll get into this in a few minutes with Father John, is that this is going to be made available, all these fantastic talks and the information and just this beautiful retreat will be available to people around the country and around the world, and they're doing it for free, which is phenomenal. But first, I just want to welcome um, my dear friend, Father John Mercado, to the program. Padre, always great to talk to you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Good morning. Yes, well, great to speak with you. I know you've been super busy, and we were both traveling the last couple of weeks after your retreat. Before we get into what you're doing with Acts 29, so many people look to you for, for insight and for your opinion on matters in the world and in the church. Your thoughts on the uh, Bishop's Conference and what you thought of the document pertaining to the Eucharist? Yeah, thanks for the softball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to talk to you, too. Um, it, so, full disclosure, I haven't read it yet. I've talked okay. to a few uh, friends or bishops uh, just to ask their take, you know, before I uh, went into it. And um, I think, you know, at least what I've heard from brothers who I just really respect and admire a lot, their analysis was something like, you know, it could be stronger maybe on some things, but all in all, it's a pretty decent document. And mm-hmm. I think there's been some good commentaries coming out from some some uh, some good Catholic journalists who just say, you know, it's really important to remember, first of all, what the USCCB is and isn't, and then what we should be expecting from, um, you know, like a group of bishops saying something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the USCCB doesn't set policy for the whole country. Right. Um, bishops are, you know, the leaders of their diocese. And so if, I think if people were expecting that this was going to be like, you know, somebody kind of, hey, this is what has to happen in every place, then they don't understand how the, the bishops church. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a, a great exhortation for us uh, to be encouraged by the fact that there are some really strong shepherds who recognize not just the importance of the Eucharist, but that for people to really get the Eucharist, they have to, like Archbishop Gomez said in his address, uh, as well as in a fabulous speech that he gave in Spain. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, that was really ago. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. We have to know the story. We have to, we have to understand the bigger picture uh, before we can even go deep into something as profound and as essential as the Eucharist, which is actually what the Rescue Project's all about. But right. um, So I'm encouraged, you know. I think there's just some guys stepping up. Um, I was talking to Archbishop Aquila, who's uh, become a, a real dear uh, friend and brother up mm-hmm. in Denver. 
And he was just commenting, you know, that a number of the bishops came up to him and thanked him for the letter that he had written, Mm. for his clarity and his strength. And I think more and more bishops are being inspired by watching their brothers act strongly. So let's keep praying for them. Amen. And um, ask the Holy Spirit to fan into flame the gift that was given to them when they were ordained. And I think, too, getting back to, to what you mentioned, which is all that you're doing at Acts 29, it's about we need to know, we know of Jesus, we know of the Eucharist, but how many of us know him in the Eucharist and know him on that personal level, which is what Acts 29 is all about. Because when I was reading the document, and I was really encouraged because the 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 education in terms of understanding of whom we're speaking, you have to know him so you can trust him. I mean, when we have relationships with people, those relationships develop because we communicate, we learn more about them, we, we get, you know, we fall in love, we're, we're close to people. Well, that has to happen first before you embrace what the church teaches. Yeah, and, and I mean, let's be honest, right? For how many Catholics has that really happened? Right. Right, you know? So uh, this is a great time to go back to basics and to just preach the gospel so that people can come to know him, so that they can be moved to surrender, so that things like the Eucharist don't become, you know, um, understood in political terms or Mm -hmm. something that just doesn't belong in the church. So, hey, we were born for times like this. Amen. Amen, as Esther says, or as uh, Mordecai said to Esther, for such a time as this, one of my favorite books in the Old Testament. We're talking, of course, with Father John Ricardo from Acts 29. All right, phenomenal retreat. Deacon Dom and I are still unpacking it. It was overwhelmingly um, uplifting, encouraging, informative. And I know I'm somewhat biased because we've been friends for a long time, but... It was. I just thought it was the best retreat I have to say I've ever attended because I need. I need a lot of meat. I need a lot of you know. Okay, I need. Uh, some people like to go to retreat and hear. Okay, now go ponder this and think about this or whatever. But I need to say. Okay, what are the main points? What's going on? What can I work on? And and I think you gave us that. So what's going to happen? Because you had a great crew there recording all of your talks. What happens next with this? Yeah, so we're we're partnering with 4PM Media, who are the creators of um, things like uh, the Wild Goose with mm-hmm. Dave Pavonka. Right. So uh, what we're creating is a um, a video series. So two things. One's a video series, which they're in kind of the post production work of right now, which is intended to be something that can be done, you know, in in homes and small groups, at offices and parishes. The beginning of RCIA anywhere, really, in in a parish, Um, the goal of which is to lead somebody uh, to be overwhelmed by the proclamation of the gospel, uh, and then to surrender everything to Jesus, which is what John Paul said is supposed to happen when someone hears the gospel ardently proclaimed. So that's the goal of this, and what we're trying to do is um, cut it up into, it's probably going to be eight or so weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's intended to be, you know, you meet every week in a in a group of people. You do a meal, you have a talk, you have small group conversation, and then next week you come back, and then it it uh, it kind of leads towards a retreat, which will be an all day Saturday experience, where um, people have an opportunity to really surrender to the Lord, and then there's a final week to wrap it up. So it follows the pattern that we feel like the Lord has given us for. Um, preaching the gospel, the kerygma, which is um, kind of an introductory session on why are stories so important, and, and the simple fact that we all live 
we all live with a worldview. You know, like we all right. see the world through a set of lenses. So um, we're wanna, we want to. We just tell everybody. We just want to propose to you a biblical way of seeing reality, right. and right. let the spirit work. And then it's, it's four main parts: created, captured, rescued, response. Yeah, yeah. It was, then, it was so good. We have to take a break. I want to let you. Like, now what do I do? Yeah, right. Well, I want to. I have to take a break, but I want to give out your website. So when will this? It's going to be a while before this is available, right? Because obviously you're in post production, which takes a little bit. Yeah, uh, we have. We will have it ready by Easter. We want to pilot Ooh. it, and we're going to do some other events too that we can talk about after the break. That I'm Great. really excited about. Awesome. Okay, so let me give out the website, acts29.org. It's acts, and then the Roman numeral 29.org. And it's just really a phenomenal uh, retreat. And the fact that it's going to be made available and so easy to access for so many people, of course, not only across the country, but because it'll be online, you could do this around the world. Really encourage you to uh, keep in touch and sign up for updates through acts29.org. And then we'll be talking about it also on Ave Maria and EWTN as well. I really believe in what Father John is doing. I'm telling you that retreat was phenomenal. We'll be right back. It is a Friday morning speaking with the one and the only Father John Ricardo from Acts 29, acts29.org. More Father John coming up after the break. The Diocese of Dallas Jail Ministry Prayer Team is looking for volunteers to join them in the Liturgy of the Word and Communion Prayer Service Team. The prayer team visits the Dallas County Detention Center in downtown Dallas two Saturdays a month. Both men and women are needed. For more information, contact Alfredo Ramirez at alfredo at stjosephcc.net or call 972-231-2951, extension 1080. That's 972-231-2951, extension 1080. Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trahan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless. This is Shelly Stanza with Birth Choice. I want to let you know that we're having the ultimate family Christmas kickoff, which is a delectable brunch and family sing-along Christmas concert performed by the Dallas Symphony with fantastic singers at the Meyerson Symphony Hall. It's the first Sunday in December, December the 5th. Brunch begins at 1.30. The concert begins at 3. You can go online to get your tickets at support.birthchoicedallas.org or you can email director at birthchoicedallas.org. And the messages will be forwarded to me. Looking forward to seeing you there. Merry Christmas. Hello, my name is Bob Parra, owner of Parra Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910AM. Parra Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the Northwestern Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at www.parracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. 
So blessed to be able to spend a lot of time with Father John Ricardo. Uh, we're very proud that he's uh, from the Archdiocese of Detroit, and he's doing such great work. I know that many of you uh, love him. And Father, I have to tell you, even even the other day, I was doing an interview um, for EWTN News Nightly when I was in Rome, and the producer comes on. And he goes, "I have a question for you." And I said, "Yes." He goes, "Do you know Father John Ricardo?" <laughs> like for crying out loud. Well, I said, I was joking to somebody that I just want to get a sandwich board that on the front of it, it says yes. On the back, it says, I know Father John Ricardo. So then I could just get past that and get to my talks or whatever I have to do, because that's the first question I get. Anyway, it's a compliment because uh, we love you and you do great work. Okay, so with Acts 29, uh, the whole mission, I love the fact you say rescued people rescue people. Because when you are overwhelmed by the Lord, the response is, not should be, but is, if, if you're sincere, because, you know, Deacon Domina, you know our story, you've known us for years, our whole life has been transformed. We never expected to be doing what we're doing, Dom now being a deacon, me being a Catholic talk show host, totally different trajectory than we ever expected, because we were overwhelmed by forgiveness, by love, by Jesus. Right. And this is the whole mission of Acts 29. Right? Yeah, I mean, our, our formal name is Acts 29, Mobilizing for Mission. And um, even just in the break, we were talking about, you know, the, the frustration that people are experiencing in the church right now with, you know, leadership or lack thereof sometimes, you know. But um, we're all supposed to be mobilized for mission, like every right. single one of us. In, in fact, I, I think, honestly, over the last—the Lord's been working on me for about the past five years— bringing me to an ever, that's what I love about the faith, you're just always learning more, right? So he's right. He's bringing me to an ever greater understanding of what he did on Easter. Namely, he began the recreation of the universe, which he will bring to completion when he comes back in glory. But in the meantime, you and I are supposed to be working to do all we can to continue that work of recreation. You know, I mean, um, I always joke, there's a really bad song, you know, let us build the city of God, Mm -hmm. because you can't build the city of God, but we can build for it. And every one of us has been commissioned by the Lord to go out and do something, to be um, agents of recreation and healing and transformation and reconciliation. And that's not a task that, you know, like just belongs to the hierarchy. In in fact, it primarily belongs to those who aren't uh, members of the hierarchy. So um, these are, I just keep, I don't think this is a line. I think this is really true. You know, like we're mm-hmm. just supposed to be so grateful that God has created us for this moment. And we need to continue to each one of us get on our knees and say, Lord, what is the mission that you're giving to me? Mm-hmm. Just me. Yeah, You know, or, or us as a couple or us as a family. Uh, and to let the Lord use us to bring transformation in this world. And that's not to be naive. It's very hard. It's probably going to get much harder. Some of us might die. I mean, who cares, right? But um, we, can, we can let the Lord use us. And if we do it well, especially right now, if, if we really let Jesus shine through us, um, we will be two things, which I fear the church isn't at all right now. We will be immensely attractive, and we will be incredibly threatening. Yeah, yeah. We'll be attracted to those who recognize what the culture's promising can't deliver, and what politics promises it can't deliver. But Jesus does. He, he, he takes enemies and makes them friends. He, he, he recreates people's lives. He gives hope. And we'll be, we'll be threatening um, 
you know, no human being is my enemy as a Christian, but mm-hmm. we'll be threatening to the powers and the principalities and, you know, to the, to the rulers of the world. Um, and, um, and to those who, who serve other gods, who, who are not the enemy, they're just deceived. Right. You know, as I once was, as you were. Right. You know? And the Lord in his mercy opened my eyes, and now he's kind of sending us out to do damage to the enemy's kingdom. Bless be Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Talking with Father John Ricardo, Acts 29, acts29.org, acts or Roman numeral 29.org. Check it out, and especially the series that's going to be available hopefully by Easter, uh, he was saying uh, during the break, and then uh, obviously for just joining us, but based on this beautiful retreat that he gave here in southeastern Michigan, which was recorded and is going to be broken up into about eight or nine segments. Now, what's great about this is if we could get you to bi-locate and be with every parish that's doing this, that would be awesome, but that's not physically possible. So this is something that, that the parish or the study group can do on their own, correct? Correct. Um, so, yeah, we, we hope it just goes, we hope it goes viral. You know, like we just think yeah. it's, it's something that the Lord has given us. However, one of the things that we're planning on, just to plant a seed with you, um, we're, we're trying to prayerfully find ways where we can bring this live to, like, large venues. Ooh. And so we want to try to pilot it around. In fact, we were in Columbus last night and uh, spent a time with uh, a set of folks down there in Ohio and just, just had a great time with uh, brothers and sisters there. And We're scheming maybe doing something there. We're kicking around some other places. But um, we, Mary on our team, she's always talking about wanting to do revival. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the kind of thing that uh, could be a Friday night, all day Saturday, Sunday morning kind of three-day experience or, you know, a couple-of-day experience where we get, I don't know, five, ten thousand people and just soak them in the gospel mm-hmm. and then mobilize them and send them out. So we're, we're prayerfully thinking about where we can do this, uh, and then we hope to do it, I don't know, a number of times in the mm-hmm. course of the year where we can um, we just kind of go on mission and uh, and preach the gospel. And then you have, so you'll have this series, you'll have this series available mm-hmm. uh, by Easter for people to just roll this out whenever they feel uh, it would work in their parish setting or their group setting, correct? Yeah, so we're, we're probably going to pilot it uh, with a few places after Easter. And then it will be, I mean, everybody starts up in earnest in the fall, right? Right. So uh, we'll pilot it in the spring, get some good feedback, and then, um, you know, plan on this thing being more widely available, you know, uh, as we move into the fall of next year when ministries usually really start up in earnest. Um, but it will all be available digitally on our website. It will all be free. And, you know, we just live by the principle that freely we have received, freely we Freely give. must so give, yeah. We just want to give it all away. So what will be the title? Do you have a title for it yet so people can look for it? Or I know you'll be sending out... It's Called the Rescue Project. Rescue Project. Okay. All right. So yep. people based on so your book, the which Rescue is Project. fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talking with present tense. Okay. Rescue Project. Because I love this. The the, mm. the the taglines of rescue rescued people rescue people, which is so true. And I keep telling you that the story you tell, and I want to give it away um, about your mom and your dad, and this whole thing of because of you, I know God. That saying has stuck with me, and and we've been texting back and forth about this because. 
so many people now you know the the story of of me and Dom and when when we were asked to speak on that at the Good News Cruise um, last year we just were like oh that's our life story you know because of 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 Dominic I know God because of a a secular producer in radio who invited Dom to a Bible study he knows God and 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 trajectory that sent us on and the one by one by one person the impact you can have it's just so so important not to be afraid to introduce Jesus to other people and it's about you know that relationship with him first and foremost and I want to get back to something you said about earlier in the beginning of the interview surrendering I was just asked to contribute a chapter to a new book by uh, Chris Lena Everett um, just doing a book for women and she's invited several of us okay just pray about it just do a chapter on whatever is on your heart and what women need today and I kept going back to this whole idea of surrender and what does that look like? Because if you can't surrender your life to Christ, then that change really can't occur. But what are people, and it goes back to what you said in the retreat about people's worldview. There is a very negative worldview, and for a variety of reasons, some of it may be true, some of it isn't, a negative view of, the, of Jesus when represented, or Jesus in general, because of problems in the church, not just the Catholic church, but uh, in the church in general, church life in general. So how do you surrender to someone or something that has been portrayed or where there have actually been real issues in the church, uh, how do you surrender to that? So I talk about that. I talk about to whom you're surrendering. But this whole idea of surrendering, and St. Teresa of Avila has this great prayer that I discovered when I was in Avila a few years ago called Into the Hands of God. It's a very humbling prayer to read, very long about humility, and she says, I was born for you, made for you. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And that's the question we all have to ask. Yeah, amen. I love that. We're, we're so often uh, fixated on, on people or events that are outside our circle of control. All I can control is me. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm on my knees and I just say, Lord, what do you want? Then we can trust he'll speak as opposed to, you know, um, lament or complain about what's going on in somebody else's sphere of control. Right. You know, I, I, I got to say, too, just because you've mentioned it, I've never been a novena guy. Um, I just didn't grow up in a family that was uh, devotional that way. But, man, I have, I'm going to pray the surrender novena for the rest of my life. Mm. I mean, I just continue to pray it. I don't know if you've come across it, but it's yes. from the, uh, mm-hmm. Father, uh, an Italian guy, Rotolo is his name. And it just ends, it's a really simple prayer, and it ends every day with, Oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything, and it is overwhelmingly powerful. Yeah, just to continually say that to the Lord, just Lord, I give you everything. Just take care of it. You know, yeah. all my anxieties, all my fears. You have them. I'm not going to be nervous. You're not nervous. I'll have to send you the, that prayer of Saint Teresa into the hands of God because it it's very that. similar to that. It's long and it's really humbling because she says, you know, in sickness and in health and in life and in death, and, and the thing that got me in silence or in speaking, and I found this prayer right before I lost my voice for for six weeks, uh, and so I think it was very significant. But uh, <laughs> that was the greatest time for Dominic. He thought it was great. I was, uh, he, We were like teenagers texting. He's like, six weeks, she's going to be silent. She can't talk. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to ask you um, another question. I, I thought about you when I was um, watching this documentary on the way home about Anthony Bourdain, so sad that he took his own life. And he was always asking the question about there's got to be more because here he is living this life where he's you know just 
really embracing all the physical, the food, the, the, the scenery. A lot like, remember, St. Augustine, which you talked about at the retreat, mm-hmm. that he had this wrong approach where he knew that all these things were great and wonderful, but he was uh, living a very sinful life. And there's one scene in this documentary where Bourdain is sitting in this beautiful hillside in, in Provence, France, in front of a little church, and says to his friend, a fellow chef, and they're having the best wine, the best cheese and everything, this has got to be it. There can't be anything more than this because this is so perfect. You know what? That's okay. If we die now, it doesn't get any better. There's nothing more. And he's sitting right in front of a church, and my, I'm screaming at the monitor on the plane, look at the church, go in. But isn't that what the world is giving us now? It's all about the here and now. Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, for so many people it is, it's really, um, to me, it's such a symptom of despair, right? Because mm-hmm. they, because they haven't heard the gospel, because their image of um, religion or faith is what you were talking about earlier, you know, the misdeeds of individuals. That's why those things are scandalous. They cause people to stumble, because um, the goal isn't, like, to get people to join, like, our club. <laughs> the goal is to get people to know the God who made us, who out of love for us went to war for us to rescue us from death and from futility and despair. And they're never going to know that if those of us who know Jesus um, don't tell the story and don't actually live like we're different. (laughs) You know, I I, I wonder who he came across in his life. Right. Um, You know, and just every day it's an opportunity for us to remember, Lord, wherever you bring me today, Somehow, like despite all my selfishness and sinfulness, use me, shine through me, help me to be on the lookout for opportunities, even to do something as simple as to smile and say thanks. I mean, the the culture is so despairing right now, mm-hmm. and you and I are sent to give them hope and mm-hmm. and and you know not wishy thinking, real hope, hope because mm-hmm. God's done something about the mess that is this life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we know it. At least we're supposed to know it. Yeah. Well, our the stories, I think, are huge. I, and I, I think telling stories is so important. Jesus was the greatest storyteller, and telling our own stories of how God has changed yep. our lives. Because people can't argue with, with your testimony. It's, it's your personal journey. Father, I can't believe this 30 minutes has gone by already. Thank you so much. I know how busy you are. Acts29.org, and it's the Roman numeral 29, Acts29.org. Keep a lookout for the Rescue Project. We will be promoting it here on Ave Maria Radio and EW10 and hope to bring Father John back very, very soon. And just check out the website for all the great work, his podcasts, and, of course, his wonderful programs here on EW10 and Ave Maria Radio. We'll be right back on a Friday morning. Stay tuned. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877 
877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Travel with Ave Maria Radio and Steve Ray, who's leading two pilgrimages to the Holy Land this December and January. Join Steve for the Christmas Family Holy Land Pilgrimage December 27th. Christmas in the Holy Land is a unique experience with fewer tours, crowding the holy sites, and offers comfortable temperatures. Also, consider the January 7th trip with Steve to the Holy Land. This is his favorite time of the year to visit Israel. For more details, go to AveMariaRadio.net and click on the Ave Maria Radio Travel tab. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connect on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Doug Keck and, of course, Father John Ricardo, EWTN.com and Acts29.org. Coming up on Monday, looking forward to speaking of EWTN, catching up with Dr. Matthew Bunsen and getting his insight on the bishop's document. And also, we'll talk with our friends at Beckett Law regarding a new survey showing that a lot of people think religious freedom, go figure, is really important. See you on a Monday. God bless. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. The days are getting shorter, the weather is getting colder, and this can only mean one thing. Time to turn off the sprinklers and check the antifreeze in my car? Well, that's two things, but what I was referring to is the fact that the 2021 Guadalupe Radio Network, the Gifts of God Christmas Sherathon, is right around the corner. Oh. Please make plans to tune in and call in Tuesday, November 30th through Friday, December 3rd to pledge a donation to keep your Catholic radio station on the air. The number to remember is 1-800-476-3311. Thank you in advance for your support, and don't forget about those sprinklers. This is Tony Beshara. My wife, Chris, and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at Babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H dot com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, 
Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 